0: Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a
1: word from God today. Good morning. This is Eric, the lead pastor of Hillside Assembly here in Ripon, Wisconsin, and I am so glad that you're joining us for one of our in-person worship experiences today. I'd like to share just a few expectations so you have an amazing experience today. The service itself will be about an hour in length. We are social distancing and to help in those efforts, we've blocked off every other pew in our sanctuary. We're asking anyone that's not on the platform to please wear a mask. This is to show people that we love and care about them, especially any guests that might be with us today. Please keep all items like jackets, hats, and purses with you. Our coat racks are currently not available. This is just to help with not overcrowding those areas. Please refrain from giving hugs and handshakes. I know that's difficult for all of us because we all love to interact that way. But while you might be ready for that kind of interaction, not everyone here today is. So please, let's respect people's personal spaces. Our sanctuary and bathroom will be cleaned and disinfected at the end of every worship experience. To help us with that, if you could please exit the building within 10 minutes of the dismissal of your service, that would be incredibly helpful and help us in our cleaning efforts. At the current time, we're not offering child care. Our nursery is available to anyone that would like to use it, but we do ask that your children are supervised at all times by an adult family member. We're changing the way that we're giving here at Hillside during our worship experience. No longer will we be passing an offering plate. Instead, we have a giving box that's located in our foyer. You can give of your tithes and offerings before or after every worship experience. And of course, you can always give online at hillsideassembly.org. Children's ministry will make its return to Sunday mornings in the near future, and we look forward about that announcement coming in the weeks ahead. Let's remember today what the main objective is, connecting people to Jesus. And on that note, let's start our worship experience. Welcome to Hillside Assembly this morning. Good morning. Oh, come on. We can do better than that. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, there we go. That, that'll work. I'm so glad that you're here this morning. See some guests with us today. We're excited to have you with us. We have a table out in our foyer at the end of a worship experience. We'd love for you to stop out there and pick up two free gifts that we have for you today. We've got a great service planned. If you're watching online for the first time today, welcome to Hillside Assembly. You can check out our website for more information, hillsideassembly.org. Lots of great content and things that you can connect with right on our homepage. Uh, We do want to remind you, giving, we're changing the way that we give. No longer passing the offering plate, but we've got a giving box in our foyer, and you can give before or after every worship experience. We've got... To, uh, guest with us this morning, Tom Barg is with us in the house, Kai director to Stevens Point. Uh, excited to have him with us today. And so uh, we're going to have a great time, a great worship experience. Next week is Easter. Hard to believe it, it's already here, but we've got a stellar worship experience planned for Easter. We're entitling the message Don't Cry Over an Empty Tomb. You don't want to miss it. We want to make sure you have an invitation to invite somebody to come next week uh, to either worship experience. We've got plenty of space. Our overflow rooms are ready, both on the main floor and in the lower level, Uh, and so those are available to you. We've got lots of room. Invite people to come and be a part of our Easter worship experience. Well, before we go into our first worship song and get things started this morning, Uh, We want to just bring you up to date on a few needs that we want to pray for. Uh, Don Gitzel, that's Kathy and Bob's brother, he is in the hospital. He has an infection in his knee, and so we want to pray for a healing for him. On a a great note, Delores had her pacemaker put in, and she's doing better than she was the last two years. Uh, She was, uh, I think, within 48 hours home and ready to go. And, uh, and, and, and full of energy, from what I hear from the staff over there. So uh, she's doing phenomenal. We want to pray for Pastor Paul, his wife Pam, and their family. They are the lead pastors over at Trinity Church here in town. Uh, they have COVID, and so we want to pray for them and their church body this morning. Uh, and then finally, one last thing to pray for this morning. Uh, Brandon and Rachel Powell are ministry partners with us. We support them. They are missionaries in Thailand Um, they had an extreme tragedy in their life this week. Um, I'm not going to share what it is here. One, um, I feel because of the sensitive nature of it, I don't really want to share it online. I just feel like that's not appropriate. And then two, um, I'm very emotional about what's taken place, and I just feel like I would not be able to read the email that Brandon has sent. And so we have that printed out for you today. If you did not get it in the email from me on Friday, we have that for you. Jackie has it in the foyer. You can pick that up. We want to respond to the need that this family has, and so we want to be the church. So we'd like to do a care package up for them. Uh, If you would like to get a card or write a letter and bring that in the next two weeks, we will pack it up and and send one care package. People were asking about cookies. I asked about eating things. It's probably easier not to. It is a very complicated process to mail things to Thailand, and if we don't get it right, uh, Brandon and Rachel have to pay (laughs) for those items. And so we really don't want to send a plate of cookies that costs $80 for them to receive. Uh, So if we can keep it to notes and cards, that would be great. We'll put something in the foyer where you can drop off those notes the next two weeks. We'll put that together, and we'll also send a financial blessing to the family as well, just to let them know that we love them, that we care about them, the church is here for them. So worship team, if you would come and get ready uh, to lead us in our opening worship song, we want to pray for these needs this morning. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to gather together today. God, your presence is amazing. Lord, on Palm Sunday of all days, Lord, will we celebrate your presence. Lord, we're thankful that your presence shows up in the midst of hardships. Lord, we pray for Don right now in that hospital, that, God, you would bring healing to his knee. That infection would dissipate and that, Lord, you would restore him to perfect health. Lord, we pray for Pastor Paul and Pam and their kids Lord, in Trinity Church this morning, Lord, we pray that their lungs would be open, be able to breathe, that, Lord, you would bring restoration to their body. There wouldn't be any lasting issues uh, from the COVID virus, that you would strengthen Paul and return him to his pulpit in the near future. Lord, we pray this morning for Brandon and Rachel and their family. Lord, the heartache this morning. God, we pray that you would wrap your arms around them, that you would love on them, Lord, they've given so much to respond to the call of God in their life. Serving in Thailand with an incredible team around them. Lord, I pray their team is loving on them, encouraging them. Lord, I pray this morning they would also feel the embrace of the church. That we lift them up. God, we pray that not only would you restore health to Rachel's body, but God, also for their hearts and their loss. That God, you would move in great ways to just touch their life, to let them know that you are there with them. And Lord, we pray this morning, God, as we celebrate Palm Sunday, a day to celebrate your presence, that Lord, we welcome you into this place. We lift our voices in praise and worship to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And Lord, we don't wanna be like, like the followers on palms, the first Palm Sunday. That, Lord, when things got tough, they abandoned, abandoned you. They weren't, they weren't chanting and cheering and praising your name a week later. But, Lord, next week, we're going to sing praises to your name. We're not abandoning you, God, because, Lord, we're more than just a follower. We're disciples of you. We love you, and when things get tough, we know that you walk with us. We give you praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said... Amen. Would you stand to your feet as Adrian leads us in a song of worship this morning?
2: All right. As we start with our first worship song today, uh, join with me in blessing God's name. Every blessing, every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise when the darkness closes in. Be your glorious name, blessed be your name, blessed be your name when the sun's shining down on me, when the world's all as it should be, blessed be. So this pain in the offering, blessed be your name. Let's turn it back to God.
1: Worship team, thank you so much for leading us in that open song. You can be seated this morning. The worship team will be back at the end of service to close out our worship experience. Give us a time to reflect on what God speaks to us today. Uh, super excited for today. Uh, Kaifa is a big part of our church history. We'll talk more about that in a moment. But to set us up today, uh, Jeb is going to help us out. Now, Jeb has, as over the last year, has started two to, two programs. One is called Jeb Time to Jive Time with Jeb, which is his own little personal, couple of minute long video segment where he does interviews and and uh, just a little devotional with different guests. And uh, then he does a program with our children's director, Miss Jackie, that's called Kids Connect, which is about 22 minutes every week. And this week is really special because uh, they are doing a special for Easter, part one released on Sunday, where Jeb is learning that Palm Sunday is not high five Sunday. Uh, But we might have to do High Five Sunday because that sounds amazing. So we might have to do that at some point. Uh, But Jeb's learning what Palm Sunday means. You can watch that on YouTube. And he's also learning that Easter is not all about jelly beans and uh, chocolate bunnies. And so Jeb's learning a lot this week. But Jeb wants to spend a moment with us to set up our worship experience today. And he's with special guest Chris Kafer. So let's see what Jeb and Chris have to say to us today. (laughs) It's Jive Time with Jeb! Well, hey! Welcome to Jive Time with Jeb! I'm here with my good friend, Chris Kafer! Hello! We are so excited about the series we're in, talking about the armor of God! And so, Mr. Chris, would you like to read our passage of Scripture for us? Well, certainly,
0: and it's found in the book of Ephesians... Chapter 6, verses 13 through 17. Woo, okay. All right, we're ready. All right, ready? Let's do it. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Woo. Mm-hmm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth, and the body of armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold on, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fury arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit which is the word of god there you have it
1: Woo! that is a lot of Woo, stuff it there was. Mr. Chris. it is well every day every day we do this we are taking one piece okay. of the armor all right I, can you guess what piece we're talking about today mr chris what oh, do you okay, think oh, it oh, is? the shoes shoes yes those are the nikes of the gospel Woo. Just do it. And they're red, too, like the Holy Spirit. Woo, I like those. Mm, uh, yeah, I, I borrowed nice. those from you, Pastor Eric's closet. Whoa, what size are they? I could use them. I think nice. they're 10 and a half. Oh, a little big for me. But so, nice shoes. Yeah, they don't fit me either. Okay. <laughs> but that's okay. Okay. Hey, so we're going to talk about that. What did the, that scripture say about the shoes? Okay,
0: well, let's see. That was um, where? Are we? Oh, in, in verse in verse 15. It okay. says, For shoes put on the piece that comes from the good news, so that you'll be fully prepared. Peace from the peace good news. From the good news, yeah.
1: What do you think the good news is?
0: Oh well, peace. First of all, is the P-E-A-C-E. Oh, so
1: it's not like a piece of pie. No
0: well, that would be good too, but that'd be kind of hard to put in your shoes. That would. Yeah, that would yeah. be smelly. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not good. Mm-mm. So peace. Peace.
1: So what was your question again? Pete, where, where where what's the good news? If oh, the well. peace comes from the good news, is that what we watch on the news at night? Oh no, unfortunately,
0: it's not. I mean, it's oh that's pretty dismal. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. That can't be the good no, news. No, the good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel! The gospel. The gospel. Yep. Oh man. Yep. That's, that's what we it. talk about all the time. I, well, you don't talk about it enough. You know, Pastor- we do here, but we need to. Put it out there.
1: Pastor Eric is always saying that our mission is to what? Oh, well, Preach the Word. Yes. The good news of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And to reach the lost. And to do that, Absolutely. We, we gotta we got to have the gospel in us. Yes. And so... We need some shoes. There's another part of that passage there okay. that stood out to me, Mr. Chris. Okay, what's that? Because didn't it say to stand firm?
0: Oh, it did say stand firm. Isn't it a lot easier yes. to stand firm if you've got a good pair of shoes on or a good pair of boots?
1: Absolutely. Good traction. Dig yeah. in. yeah, Hold strong. Because you know what? Like right now, there's a bunch of ice and snow outside. Mm-hmm. And that's slippery and slip, and you can go everywhere on that stuff. Yep. But, but if you got the right traction, Ooh. You don't have to worry about slipping. Well, that's a good point, Jeb. And you know what's the best traction we can have? What's that? Jesus, he's a firm foundation. Mm.
0: I was just reading about that today, that we need yes. That because if we don't have a good firm foundation, and the storms of life come at us, Jeb, well, you know this, but for those that are watching, if we don't have that good firm foundation of the truth of his word, and the storms come, our foundation will crumble and fall. But if we're in a good foundation and the storms come, we can, like you said, Jeff, we stand firm and withstand the storms. That's right. That's
1: cool. So you know what, Mr. Chris? I think it's time for us to lace up some shoes. Okay. Lace up the gospel. Yep, and go running. And get out there. Like Nike says, just do it. Just do it. Let's just do the gospel. Yep. Yep. So hey, let's pray, Mr. Chris, for the people this week that we can apply the gospel. We'll lace up the shoes. And we'll have the peace of God's word in our hearts and minds. Absolutely. So let's pray, Mr. Chris. Okay.
0: Well, thank you, Lord, for this episode and this opportunity to share your word with our viewers. Especially those young kids that are out there that are trying to get an understanding that they put these shoes on. But every day when they go to slip on their shoes or their boots or whatever and they head out, that we think about that where are these feet going to take us today? And, and the good news of the gospel, and that we can share that with with those in school or th- our neighbors or whomever it is. So we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to share your word with others. Thank you for Jeb's ministry. In thy name we pray, amen.
1: Amen. 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 Whew, that's a great prayer. Well, I'm laced up. And I'm ready to go. So let's scoot, shoot, and boogie this week. Okay. We'll see you at Drive-In Church at 11 a.m. on Sunday. See you there. Bye. bye Just might be related to Mike Nichols. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm seeing some facial similarities there. We might have to do some research on that. And uh, I'll have to let Jeb and Chris know that I, I want my red shoes back, because I, I do like those. Um, but Jeb will be back with us next week. He's got some friends that he met on his world tour with some of our missionary partners. They'll be he'll be, they'll be bringing that to us uh, next week for Easter Sunday, so I look forward to that. This video really sets up what we're going to talk about today with our ministry partner, Tom Barg. Now, Chi Alpha is a big part of our church. Uh, I, in fact, Tom, I went brought out my vintage Chi Alpha Director's T-shirt for when I was a Chi Alpha Director at South Dakota State University. Tom's gonna tell us all about what Chi Alpha is, but every time Chi Alpha uh, comes to our church, it seems that there's a big change that happens. Uh, Five and a half years ago, Chi Alpha Director showed up here at the church. You guys hired him as your lead pastor, and that's been a great experience for me, hopefully for you too. Uh, But then last year, uh, we had a Chi Alpha Director come from Oshkosh and then we did church outside for a year. So, Tom, I'm super excited for you to come. Uh, I'm just going to buckle up my seatbelt because I don't know what God might do in and through you. The door he may open for the next, next chapter in the life of our church. Uh, I don't know, maybe we're going to Mars or something. I don't know what we're doing with church next, but we're going to keep following God. We want to keep reaching people with the gospel. I know that's your heart. So would you come and share with us today about what God is leading you and your wife to do and how we can partner with you?
3: Thank you so much.
1: Am I on? There we are. Good morning.
3: It's so great to be here this morning. That was just an awesome video. I almost just could say, let's just leave there. You guys all have a great week. Um, Man, such truth in such a simple message. Um, And I'm so glad I get to echo that and what I am going to share this morning, Um, here this morning. And just all that you guys are doing with Hillside, uh, you guys should be very excited about what you're doing to reach this this. City, this community, uh, and beyond. Um, very exciting. So it's great to be here this morning. Uh, there was a small town of about 1,500 people. Uh, it was a fishing town, and there was a man in the city who was born with severe birth defects and uh, couldn't walk his entire life. Um, he uh, had been to several doctors, several physicians who had tried to treat this uh, condition, but none of them had been successful. And uh, this man's family—they all ended up moving out to other cities for employment, and so it left this guy uh, to live by himself. And many people uh, in the small t- town knew who he was, uh, as is the case with small towns. And they—they they wished they could do something for him. They—they they felt remorse, but they—they they didn't know what they could do. Um, so this guy—he pretty much sat on his porch day in and day out. Uh, wasn't employed because of his condition. And he just watched the world go by in front of him, you know, as people went about going to school and work. And he just sat there thinking, this is it for me. This is this is all there is to my story. Well, one day, a world-renowned physician who was known for his unique practices happened to be visiting this town to, to see one of his former colleagues. And uh, like all small towns, when something like that happens, word gets out. And so this man's neighbors, they were all... It was a spring day, they were all out in their yard, uh, cleaning out their garage. Not a a snowy spring day like today, but uh, they were out cleaning out their garages and raking the leaves and just chitter-chattering with each other. And they knew about this physician who had come to town, and they just thought, as they looked across the street and saw the man on his porch, they thought, maybe, just maybe this physician knows something that the others don't. And so, out of complete compassion, they just decided to go over to the porch and they picked up this guy, and they loaded him into their car, and they drove to the house that this physician was visiting. Now, what they hadn't thought through fully in this moment uh, was that other people from the surrounding areas had the same thought. And so when they got to this house, the driveway was full, the cars were parked down the street, and they just walked up to the front yard and looked through the living room window and saw the whole crowd inside and they realized there was no hope for them to get in. And they just the men looked at this guy, in his brokenness, and just the life came out of him. The hope he had that something could be different was just gone. But one of the guys he decided this can't, this can't be all we do. Uh, we're we're right here. Uh, and so he he looked down and he saw, a landscaping stone, and he just thought, we got to do something. So the guy reached down. And he picked up the stone and he looked through the living room window and he just decided, we're going for this. And so he just took it and he just chucked it through the window, shattering the glass completely. And the guys, they, they hoisted up their friend, carried him, him in, and they sat, it's absolute silence. You know, people are watching this. Here is this world-renowned physician juxtaposed against the severity of this man's condition. And they just wanted to see, could Jesus rewrite his story? Could this physician rewrite a story? Giving a little spoiler alert for you there. My name is Tom Barg. I'm a missionary with Chi Alpha Campus Ministries. Uh, My wife, Nicole, and I, we are full-time missionaries, and we have been married now for six wonderful years this May. Um, if There's our family up there. We have uh, been blessed with two incredible young boys. Um, Elliot, uh, so this is a little dated photo, but uh, Elliot, our oldest, he is four and a half, And our youngest, who in this photo is about the size of a loaf of bread, he's actually going to be turning two this next month, and so we're really excited about that. Uh, They are full of joy, full of life. Uh, They are all boy all the time, and um, we're just blessed to have them. Um, My wife, Nicole, she wishes she could be here this morning with us, but as a family on mission, we have to divide and conquer, and so she has the boys this morning, and I am honored to be here with you guys. So, uh, just to give you a background on myself, I actually had the privilege of growing up here in Ripon. This is my hometown. So, it is wonderful to be back here. Um, like the story I shared about a small town, I understand uh, just the benefits and um, the goodness that can come from growing up in a small community. And so, uh, it's wonderful to be here again. Um, some of you may have known my dad. Uh, he was the city administrator of of Ripon here several years back. And so I've got to meet a couple people out here, I think after first service. And, um, but for those who knew him, uh, many, know of him many people know uh, that he was a man of faith. And so I grew up in a Christian household. Um, I knew Jesus from a very young age. Um, but that's not the end of my story. After I graduated from Ripon here, uh, I went to school at UW-Milwaukee. And um, it was there that I was faced with a very simple yet critical question. Who is Jesus to me? Who is Jesus to me? See, I had I had grown up with my family, my parents, pastors who had all told me about Jesus, and I knew who Jesus was. But I needed to know who Jesus was for myself. And uh, by the grace of God, I found Christian community in college, and I grew in my faith more than I ever had before. Uh, It was it was a season of just being able to walk daily, uh, step by step, with my peers, my classmates, my roommates. Uh, in my faith, and um, I absolutely am thankful for that. Um, but uh, after I graduated college um, is when I went out, I met my wife, Nicole, and uh, she was serving as a youth pastor at the time, which, like, really spoke to my heart because uh, as, like, students, um, I know, like, the, the hardship of college if you don't have faith. And so uh, we saw her students graduating and going off and struggling and these were student leaders that she had poured into and we knew that their parents had poured into them and we thought this can't be the this can't be it uh, and so that's how our journey to Chi Alpha began so the picture that's shown there actually was taken in the deep south of louisiana um, we started our journey with Chi Alpha, doing a one-year internship down in louisiana so there are alligators down in the swamp right behind us uh, we made sure we took the picture and then got the boys in the car Uh, but it was a wonderful experience Um, the campus that we served on there had been there for over 30 years so we got to see the longevity of what Chi Alpha can do not only on the campus but in the community as well and we were so thankful for that we moved back then to Wisconsin and we joined Chi Alpha at UW Madison uh, where they were entering their fourth year and so we got to see the other side of that which is a brand new ministry just growing Um, helping form the culture, helping gather the students, um, and starting to see what God had for that. But one thing that God had laid on our hearts from the very beginning was to bring Chi Alpha where there wasn't one yet. And so uh, my wife, being from the central Wisconsin area, and that's where we met, um, we had a heart for Stevens Point. And so I'm excited to share that this fall, we are officially launching Chi Alpha at UW-Stevens Point, Um, There hasn't been one there for over a decade, and so we are excited to be reaching college students there. Yeah. So I know many of you, uh, through Pastor Eric's uh, story himself and some in the congregation, know a bit about Chi Alpha, but I do want to just share for those who don't um, Chi Alpha is actually an extension of the Assemblies of God Church onto our college campus. And so we're on over 300 campuses across the world. And it's just awesome to be a part of uh, seeing what God is doing for college students. Um, Chi Alpha, although it sounds like a fraternity, is not a fraternity. Um, it does get a lot of people through our doors, which is absolutely fun to, to get them. Um, and I also tell people it is a great place to find brothers and sisters in Christ. But uh, Chi Alpha comes from Paul's instruction for us to be Christ's ambassadors. That's where we get Chi Alpha from. And ambassador is someone who represents someone greater than ourselves. And so that's what we carry with us wherever we go, that we represent Christ um, and that God calls us to play a part in helping him rewrite other stories. So if we're honest with each other this morning, I think many of us have at one point or another thought, I don't know how to invite someone into a relationship with Jesus. I I don't know the right words to say or I don't know all the right scriptures I need to share and I don't have a five-step approach. Like, you know, I'm just not prepared. I don't, I don't know what to do. And I want to say this morning that if that's you, I have good news. The outcome isn't on us. The outcome isn't on us. God calls us to be faithful and obedient in bringing others to him, but he is ultimately the one that can rewrite their story, not ourselves. Some of you may have recognized the story I shared this morning as a modern adaptation of a Bible story that we read, uh, the story of the paralytic man. And this morning, I just want to share with you from that scripture um, to look at the four men that carried him, or the men that carried him, I should say. Um, Jesus, when he's speaking, he never misses a chance to address those in the audience. So often, even though he's speaking to someone, he knows those who are listening, and he wants to, to pour into them as well. So today I want to speak to, or I want us to look at the story of the paralytic man from the lens of what he is sharing about the people who bring him. Um, just to get some background on this before uh, we get in, Jesus at this time had just started his public ministry. So he had recruited the 12 disciples, uh, and then he had been in Capernaum, the small fishing town of like 1,500 people, and he had done a, a miracle in the... In the Temple by healing a man of impure spirits. And so people got to see the power and authority of Jesus' healing right off the bat. But after this, Jesus goes out, and he's in the surrounding areas of Galilee, uh, doing the same, healing people, uh, spreading the word of the kingdom of God, and word is getting out. People are hearing all the things he is doing. So when this story picks back up, Jesus is coming back to Capernaum, and everyone had heard the stories. Like, they had, they had heard about these healings and these teachings, and they thought, is this Jesus really who people say he is? And if so, what is he going to do next? I want to see him doing what he said he can do. And for some people, this is personal, they needed Jesus to rewrite their stories as well. So we pick it up in Mark chapter 2. Let's look at it. And when he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. Now, there's much more to this story uh, as well, but I want to cut it off right there, and I want us to look at what he says to these men for their role in bringing this, this paralytic to him. And the first thing I want to point out this morning is that God honors the faith of others. God honors the faith of others. Um, it can be, like I said, easy for us to uh, focus on our insecurities or um, our inability as speakers Um, or our lack of resources or time or whatever, um, and we can dismiss our ability to introduce people to Jesus before we even give them a chance. So what I want to do this morning in this is look at some things that Jesus didn't say. Because if we read scripture enough, it, it can be so easy to just say, well, that's what Jesus did, and so it makes sense, and just gloss right over it. But I don't want to do that. I want us to ask some things that Jesus didn't say. He didn't say well, this man can't be healed. Uh, He's already seen several physicians, and uh, we have other things we need to focus on. There's other people who need healing. Let's just focus on, on that. Jesus didn't say that. He also never said, well, why don't you heal him? I've called you guys into this ministry, and I've equipped you, and I've taught you. Why don't you guys do it? And then I like to ask the really uh, obscure ones sometimes, but I think it's appropriate to do. And Jesus never said, why did you break a hole in the roof? Right? I mean, if you think about it, he could have said, well, you know, that was a giant safety hazard, and, you know, we don't have the right insurance for that, and uh, people are going to think that's not really good for my ministry, so it's not really going to help us. But that's not what Jesus said. If we're honest with ourselves, we can make the same excuses in our own lives, Right? You know, uh, we can say um, I, I can't have a small group in my house because if you've seen my house, you got I got kids, and there's just this when I can't have people over. I can't cook, you know. Uh, maybe maybe a frozen pizza or something, but that's about it. But uh, I, I don't want us to be able to make those excuses for us today. Um, we need to give Jesus a chance. And the next thing I want to point out too is that God doesn't call us to do it alone. God never calls us to do it alone. We see in the story that uh, it took four men to carry this mat. And we don't know if there were more than that as well that came. Um, We don't know how far he got to get carried. Maybe they took turns. Uh, You know, I don't know how many people it takes to break a hole in a roof. But uh, it definitely took other people to make this happen. And I believe that it does for you as well. Moses had Aaron. Paul had Barnabas. And God has put people specifically in your life to do the things that he has called you to do. Uh, part of being in college ministry, which is fun, is uh, keeping up with the different trends and cultural fads and languages. And so we are constantly in uh, school learning a whole different language uh, every day. And so one of the things that is big in the college seen, and many of you have been exposed to probably as well, are these things called memes. Has anybody heard of a meme before? Okay. A meme. Many of us have seen it. Very hard to define. I'm going to throw out a definition that I got uh, just to give you guys an idea. So a meme is essentially an image or phrase that has become a cultural representation of an idea or feeling an image or phrase that has become a cultural representation of an idea or feeling. Uh, One of the more notable ones that has come out uh, is called Don't Be a Karen. And so I just want a disclaimer. I have nothing against the name Karen. Uh, My wife's aunt is named Karen. She's a wonderful person. But for the sake of this meme to make sense, I'm going to define what a Karen is. A Karen is someone who is perceived to be entitled or demanding beyond the scope of what is appropriate or necessary. Some of you are like, I know a Karen. (laughs) Some of you are like, I'm a Karen, but we don't need to go there. Whoever you are, and whoever these people are, uh, I want to offer us a totally separate meme, uh, a positive spin on it this morning, and that is, be an Andrew. Be an Andrew. So the disciple Andrew uh, is someone who I think is often one of the most overlooked people in Scripture. Uh, He was rather ordinary from all that we know. He wasn't part of Jesus' inner circle, uh, like Peter, James, and John. But what we do see of Andrew is every time we see him in Scripture, he is bringing people to Jesus, something very ordinary that Jesus ends up doing something extraordinary through. So I want to look at three examples here. In John 1, Andrew brought his brother Simon, later called Peter. If Andrew hadn't brought Simon, Peter never would have experienced walking on water. If Andrew hadn't brought Simon, he would have been one of the first disciples to confess Jesus as the Son of God. Without Andrew, Simon would have remained Simon instead of Peter, and he never would have had Jesus rewrite his story. In uh, John 6, we see that Andrew found the boy with the five loaves of fish that ended up feeding the 5,000. If Andrew hadn't uh, found the boy and brought him to Jesus, thousands of people would not have had their needs met. Thousands of people wouldn't have witnessed the power and authority of Jesus. And because of Andrew, thousands were invited into the story of God's kingdom here on earth now. And also, I want to look at uh, John 12, where Andrew helps the Greeks find Jesus during the last days. As Jesus was entering Jerusalem at the, uh, the Passover festival in the last days that he was here, um, many people were looking for him, and some of those were the Greeks. And Andrew was the one that helped them find him. Jesus revealed to the Greeks that he was the Son of Man and indicated that salvation was for all, fulfilling scripture that said, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Thanks to Andrew, those who were outsiders didn't just hear about Jesus, they saw Jesus. Do you see what I'm doing here? Uh, Because of Andrew, because of Andrew, it's this tension that we live in, right? God is able to do everything he needs and wants to accomplish on his own but he calls us to play a part in it. God wants us to be part of that tension and help him bring people so that he can do what only he can do. Whenever you're unsure about how to represent Christ, remember this. Don't just tell people about Jesus. Show them Jesus. Don't just tell people about Jesus. Show them Jesus. One of the biggest mistakes I think many of us, myself included, is thinking that Bringing people to Jesus has to be a super spiritual moment, right? And sometimes it can just be the simplest thing. Uh, We sometimes think we have to be this great speaker or this super talented person. Um, We have to be the Bible scholar who knows every verse to to prove, you know, uh, what we believe. And yes, we do need to have our testimony ready in and out of season, absolutely. But it doesn't just stop there. It isn't just preaching. In fact, let's look at the friends of the paralytic man, right? Let's look at what they did in this situation. They carried a mat, manual labor, serving, very simple, but very powerful. They broke a roof, I'm going to say creating an opportunity. They created a space where Jesus could be experienced and encountered by this paralytic man. That can be small groups. That can be events that you bring someone to, opportunities. I wanna look at these three examples, and from these three examples that we see from Andrew, pull three questions for us to ask ourselves. Number one Do I myself know and meet with Jesus? Do I myself know and meet with Jesus? Simon brought his brother, or Andrew brought his brother Simon, because he knew Jesus, and he knew that Jesus was someone worth knowing. You know, oftentimes, um, I don't know if it's you guys, when I, when I meet someone new, one of the first things I want to tell them about is my family. I want to just pull out my phone and show a picture of my wife and my two beautiful boys, uh, usually doing something crazy. Uh, but I just want to tell them about them because they matter so much to me. And I want to ask this morning, is Jesus somebody that you can't help but talk about? When people ask you about your life and what matters to you, is Jesus somebody that you can't help but talk about. Number two, do I see the opportunity in a situation or do I focus on the obstacles? And looking at the the boy with the loaves and feeding 5,000, it's easy for people to focus on the obstacles. In fact, uh, one of the disciples uh, was saying to Jesus in that moment, he said, Jesus, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Focusing on the obstacles, but Andrew saw opportunity. When you look at your workplace, your neighborhood, your family, your extended family, do you see the opportunity or do you see the obstacles? Pray for it. Trust Jesus with it. Look for opportunities. He is wanting to move in those spaces. And last question Do I connect with people who are different than me? Do I connect with people who are different than me? Uh, As we see, Andrew brought the Greeks. Now, to know at that time, the Greeks and the Jews were vastly different. You could see it a mile away. They were different in the way they dressed, they were different in the things that they ate, they were different in their culture and and their beliefs. Um, But Andrew believed that they needed Jesus. I believe your atheist boss needs Jesus. I believe your family member, who doesn't value the same things that you do, needs Jesus. I believe your friends on Facebook, who have different political views, need Jesus. So, I can just share, Nicole and I have been so blessed through this transition of moving to Louisiana, uh, in the deep south, uh, and the white suburbs of Madison, um, and now up in rural Stevens Point. We have just seen... Um, people very different from us uh, and, and been have blessed to have them in our lives. And so I, I pray these things in my own heart as I speak them to you. These same questions are, are things that I, I ask of myself. But I also want to remind each of us one very important thing. Jesus is far more uh, interested in what he wants to do in you than what he wants to do through you. i to say that again. Jesus is far more interested in what he wants to do in you and what he wants to do through you. When we look at the story of the paralytic man and him addressing the friends, uh, he honors their faith. He commends them for their role. That's the first thing he addresses. And then if you look at the paralytic man as well, which we didn't get fully into the story, but the first thing that he says to him is, son, your sins are forgiven. He wanted to heal him inwardly before he wanted to do things outwardly before he told him, pick up your mat and go. God is longing to do something in your life today as well. Um, And if you are willing and obedient, uh, God is willing to bring others as well through you. In Chi Alpha, we have four main areas uh, that we like to uh, focus on. Um, If we can get that slide up. Uh, The first is the lost. Believe it or not, there are lost on our campus. We are in a post-Christian society where uh, the gospel is not as well understood as we believe it is. We have students literally who tell us that they thought Jesus was a swear word. They need to know who Jesus is. They need to know that he loves them, that he wants a relationship with them. Secondly, the investment. Like I had shared about myself, I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, I knew who Jesus was. But I needed to continually grow in my walk with him and learn how to live that out. These students are out on their own for the first time, many of them, and they're in a place where they're wondering what they truly believe. And there's many other voices fighting for their attention. And so we need them to know that Jesus matters, that he is there, and he wants to know them and move in their life. Uh, Third, the nations. So Chi Alpha views the university campus as one of the most strategic mission fields that we know today. It has people from all across the world, right here in our backyard, and we get to share Jesus with them. And they, in turn, can go out and share Jesus in their native language with their family and their connections. Uh, Essentially, we believe ourselves to be a hub in sending to the nations. And it's incredible uh, what we get to see and be a part of. And then lastly, the leaders. We know that these students will graduate and they will leave us but we want to equip them to being part of the local church. We want them to know how to abide in Jesus throughout their life for the rest of their seasons. And so um, we want them to be able to go forth to their workplaces, to their communities, and transform the gospel where they go to. Um, I want you guys to meet Erin. So this is one of our most recent exciting stories. This is Erin. She's a junior at UW-Stevens Point this year. And uh, one thing, the way we reach these students that I just talked about, the loss, the investment, the nations, and the leaders, is through relationship. Through relationship. And so Nicole and I opened our home this last fall. On Tuesday nights, we did a thing called Friend Dinner. We're still doing it. And Friend Dinner is essentially, we open our home, we have food, games, and we just want to develop real relationships with students. It's not a place that we intend to have a Jesus conversation, unless that happens. Lord willing, that's awesome. But we really just want to invest in these students and develop a real relationship with them so that we can speak to them uh, and and share our faith with them at some point. So in Friend Dinner, for Friend Dinner uh, this last fall, we got to meet two students from UW-Platteville. And they were in Stevens Point doing a co-op so they weren't even UWSP students, but we felt God put it on our heart that they needed a place. They needed people to love them. They needed to hear the good news of Jesus. And so we invited them into our home, uh, and they got to be a part of our our, our group there. Um, but last fall, over Halloween, they went back to UW-Platteville, and they were at uh, a house party, and they met Aaron. Aaron, they found out, was a UWSP student. And so these guys are like you got to go to Tom and Nicole's. You got to go to friend dinner. And she's like, I don't know this Tom and Nicole. What's a friend dinner? And so the next week she came and she experienced community like she hadn't had before. People who loved her. People who wanted to know her. And she came the next week and the next week and the next week. And eventually it got to the point where Nicole said, can I take you out for coffee? And Nicole got to have coffee with her and she heard her her story and her upbringing and she got to tell her about Chi Alpha. And now Erin is part of our launch team, excited to hit the campus this fall. And she is blooming and she is on fire for the Lord and it is amazing to watch. Um, If you could pull up the next slide too. Uh, So this is our launch team back in September and I'm happy to report that I think there's 11 students in this photo. We're double that now. Um, And we're not even on campus. So we have over 20 students who are ready and excited to share their faith with their classmates. And it is awesome. But we need help. Like the paralytic man, we need people to help us bring. And so this morning, uh, I just wanted to invite you guys, uh, if the Lord's putting on your heart, uh, we need individuals and churches to partner with us. So as missionaries, we're supported monthly by people who believe in what we're doing and want to play a part in that. And so we're currently at 79% of our missionary budget. Um, That's our monthly budget that keeps us going as our full-time jobs. Um, And if you want to give, you can find uh, the giving link there or on our website at chialphapoint.org. And so please do connect with us on our website or on social media. Um, Stay up to date. Pray for us. Let us know if there's any students that you know in the area. We would love to connect with them. And then finally, prayer we want to partner with what god is doing on this campus Um, this isn't tom and nicole's thing this is god's thing and so we need prayer um, against the powers of darkness god that that god would move in the hearts of students um, and our faculty and through the community so uh, when jesus rewrites our stories and he when he rewrites the stories of our students it changes everything it changed everything for the paralytic man it's changed everything for me Um, and I believe that you guys are here uh, for a reason. I believe that God has you here for a purpose, and that uh, whether God's been writing your story or he has yet to start writing your story, I just want to invite you to to, um, reach out to Pastor Eric, to the church, ask them how you can have a real relationship with Jesus yourself. So let me pray with you guys this morning. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for who you are, God, that you seek us out, God, that you pursue us. You want to know us and have a relationship with us. God, I just pray that this morning, um, as you have been lining things up at Stevens Point, that you would bring people around us who desperately want to see college students come to know you. God, and I pray for everyone here and online, God, that you would move in their hearts. God, that you want to do something in them. And that through that, you want to do things for others, God. But I just pray that you open areas of our hearts. Bring things to our mind of areas where you want to move. God, we thank you for, for that, and we say this in your name. Amen. Amen.
1: We're going to pray for Tom in just a moment. Before we do that, uh, as the worship team comes, would you allow us, Tom and myself, to be the people with the mat for you this morning? Maybe you're here, and you need a relationship with Jesus. The first step is to realize that we're broken, there's something wrong with each and every one of us, and well, none of us are perfect. Uh, when we talk about sin, that's, that's the definition of sin, is that we're not perfect, we're, we're broken people, but Jesus came to make us whole. And you might be sitting here this morning and thinking to yourself, yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't know if I believe. You know, there's a great story that we read just a few weeks ago in the Bible, Where a man came to Jesus and Jesus asked him a question, do you believe? And he says, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. Jesus is just looking for you to be real. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're watching online, participate in this too, Tom, me, and Jesus, we're the only people looking around. If you want to make a decision for Jesus and you're here in person, would you just raise your hand and just say, "I, I need Jesus in my life. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. If you're online or you're here, we want to pray for you today to have a relationship with Jesus. Would you just pray this prayer with us? Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm broken. I've got issues in my life. But Jesus, we know that that you came to make people whole. I believe you are the Son of God, that you came, that you died, and that you rose again to have a relationship with me. God, would you begin to to change my life, to put things right, and to help me start to follow you? Lord, would you help me to plug into relationships that, Lord, can help me build and be the person you're calling me to be? In Jesus' name, amen. If you made that decision to follow Jesus, would you please let us know? Contact us online if you're watching, or hey, meet one of us in the foyer. We would love to just talk with you for a few minutes and celebrate the decision you made today. Let's pray for Tom and his team. Brother, I love, can you bring out that picture, Dave, of his team that he's got? Because I want to pray for them too. Brother, these students, you are changing their life, but I want to tell you, these students will bless you for lifetimes. Just in recent, uh, this last year, my right-hand man, Kyle, for, for six years, moved out here to be a blessing to our church and serve. Um, These students will bless you and Nicole and your kids for your entire lifetime. Pour into them. Uh, They're going to be great disciples for you, and they're going to bless you guys in great ways. Would you stretch out a hand? And you can go go ahead and stand to your feet because we're going to go into worship right after this. Lord, we just thank you for Tom and Nicole, the blessing they are to Wisconsin and to Stevens Point. God, they are called for such a time as this to take the gospel message to that college campus. Lord, they're going to reach people that don't look anything like them. And Lord, that's our heart as a church. Lord, we're not after cookie cutter people. We want to reach the people in and around our community that need Jesus, that look different than we do, that that have different values than we do. We want to share the gospel message because it's not about what divides us. It's about what brings us together. Jesus Christ brings people together. Lord, we thank you for the call on Tom and Nicole. And Lord, we pray that this season as they launch, that God, you would use them in great ways. Lord, we pray for this team of amazing students that you have surrounded them with. Lord, I believe that you are moving in their hearts and minds. You are filling them with the gifts and talents. Lord, to be a blessing to Tom and Nicole, to be a blessing to Chi Alpha, to be a blessing to that campus. And Lord, we pray for a harvest like never before. Lord, we look forward to partnering with Tom and Nicole financially and in prayers and as friends. Lord God, we look forward to the great adventure that you have for them. In Jesus' mighty name, if you believe that church, would you say amen this morning? Hey, Tom, we do want to pick you up as a partner. Uh, We're excited about what God's doing. Hey, throughout this year, this next year, as you guys launch, can we like maybe do some things where we we video you in for a call on a Sunday morning, hear about what's happening on the campus? Would you guys like to hear that? We're going to do that, brother. Absolutely. Great job this morning. Thank you for being here. If you want to financially support, Tom, we're going to take up an offer and a one-time gift this morning. But if you're, if you're moved in your heart to give and support them on a monthly basis, you can do that through the church. We have lots of different ministry partners that we financially support on a monthly basis. And if you want to pick up someone individually, we encourage you to do that through the church. We'll, fu- we'll funnel that all in there. Uh, and you can do that online as well if you give today at our website, hillsideassembly.org. Click on the Give button in the memo. Just say Tom or, or Chi Alpha. We will make sure all those funds go directly to them. So I think we're ready to worship. Respond to what God said to us. I love your message this morning. And I believe this. Every person here, God is wanting to speak to you in the next few minutes about one person that you can help encourage this week, one person that you can build a relationship this with this week, one person maybe that you could invite to our Easter service next Sunday. We've got invites. I mean, you take as many as you want. We've got space in here. We've got two overflow rooms. Invite people to come and experience this. You might be surprised just who would say, yes, I'll come to that. They might be looking for something to fulfill them. They might find it next week because you were willing to bring it and invite to them. So... We're praying for you. Adrian, are you ready to lead us in some worship? You got a brand new song for us. Let's do some worship. Let's let God speak to our hearts as we close out our service today.
2: Yeah, so we're going to start with a song that might be new to a lot of you. It's called King of Kings, but you'll find it's pretty easy. So learn this song with me and let's worship God. In the darkness, we were waiting without hope Praise the sun. Praise. the cross for even in your suffering you saw to the other side knowing this was our salvation jesus for our sake you died so praise the father again praise the father praise the son For good. for the Lamb had conquered death, and the dead rose from their tombs, and the angels stood in awe. For the souls of all who'd come to the Father are restored, and the church of Christ was born, and the Spirit lit the flame. Now this gospel truth of old shall not kneel, shall not faint blood and in his name in his freedom i am free for the love of jesus christ who has resurrected me Praise forever to the King of kings. We're going to finish out with one more song. It's called The Heart of Worship, and this one's probably familiar to most of you. As we sing this song, as, as Pastor just mentioned, um, before we start with this final worship period was, is there one person that you can be thinking about now? And I'd encourage you during this song uh, to be thinking about that. Uh, the song starts with the first line, when the music fades and all is stripped away. And I want you to think about, as we're singing this, what does that mean for you? So this song will last a couple of minutes, but when it's over, What more do you have to bring? What are you going to bring to God? Um, And what he really wants is for us to live for him and to give him our heart. And this song talks about the heart of worship. And in the end, it's not about just what we're singing now, but about what we're going to do when we're done. Um, And we're going to continue singing the song, and as we get farther, we're going to sing the line, I'll bring you more than a song. And so... pastor mentioned what is that more than a song going to be for you this week so worship with us when the music fades all is stripped away and i simply come longing just to bring It's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. King of endless worth. The king of endless worth. No one could express how much you deserve though i'm weak and poor all i have is yours every single bring you more than a song. I'll bring you more than a song. I'll bring you more than a song. It's all about Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for bringing us all here today. Thank you for the blessing of community, and being able to be here as a church, as one body. God, I pray that as we leave today and we go through the rest of our week, that you would show us what that more than a song will be for each one of us this week and that we would be able to follow that, God. Uh, I pray for the Chi Alpha ministry at Stevens Point that you would empower it and that you would bring many students to you through that uh, and that it would be something that will go forward for years to come. So, Thank you, God, for this worship experience and be with us this week. Be back with us next week as we celebrate Easter and the amazing fact that you rose from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen.